The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Good evening, everyone. Uh, so this is the second of a four-week series uh, beginners practice group. Um, I was curious, how many of you are here for the first time, weren't, weren't here last week? Oh, okay. So what we covered, so this, this um, four-week series that we're doing is a follow-on to a five-week introduction to mindfulness meditation class that um, Gil Fronsdahl had taught. So this group has two purposes. One is to support you as you continue your mindfulness meditation practice, you know, to kind of keep that going, your support. And so last week we covered mindfulness of the breath. That's kind of the central um, object that we use in mindfulness meditation is paying attention to the breath. And then we also are wanted in this series to briefly touch on some of the Buddhist teachings and practices that rely on the mindfulness that you can develop in meditation for seeing, for uh, finding ways to be freer from the um, stress and uh, discomfort and uh, dissatisfaction that you may experience in life. So uh, last week we covered what's called the um, Four Noble Truths. And then this week, in terms of uh, practice support, we'll be starting by covering mindfulness. We'll be doing mindfulness of the body. So uh, Shin Kwan at the end will be leading us in that. And then in the second half of uh, the evening, um, Diana will be talking about the Eightfold Path, which are um, elements or um, ways that we can systematically cultivate, um, you could say, better ways of living so that we have a more uh, contented life, um, less caught by stress. I'm not sure that's the best way to describe it, but there you have it. So, um, so we'll start with a, um, a guided or instructions and guided meditation from Shinquan. So, welcome. Um, I guess if I would have to, I guess um, describe what we're doing here is. Um, offering some teachings around mindfulness meditation um, so that we pay closer attention to what's going on. We learn how to develop skills around what's going on. And um, we do this primarily uh, by focusing in the beginning on the breath. And what we're doing is we're gathering the mind to the present moment, which is something that's going on right now. And we can use the breath because it's in our bodies, it's happening. And it's really relatively simple and easy, something that most people can focus on. 
But it's not like we're, uh, we're so attached to the breath. We're just using it as a tool, as an object, to develop some stability of mind. So we might notice the mind has a tendency to be out there, thinking about things that already happened or things that haven't yet happened that we need to do or reliving things or at fantasy land. And what we're doing is we're just developing some skill to bring it here and kind of choosing to let go of kind of scattered thinking or thoughts of worry or thoughts of fantasy in favor of something simpler, in favor of something simple as the breath. So last week we reviewed mindfulness of breathing, and this week we're going to kind of go out a little bit and go to mindfulness of the body. So the body is a very useful tool because we kind of carry it with us wherever we go, and we can usually tap into it in some way or another. So for some of us, uh, relatively easy to come into the body. We can connect with the body. We know what's going on. We feel it. For some of us, it's very difficult because we may have been trained primarily uh, to be in our minds, you know, for our work or something. And so it's difficult to connect with the body. So we just say patience. We're offering this in a very systematic, um, simple way. Uh, We're not forcing anything. We're just inviting the uh, mindfulness or awareness to settle on what it can settle on. So we'll give you some tools during the guided meditation. And the best approach, I would say, is if it works, great. If, if it's not working, don't worry about it. Let it go and then just come back, to the, come back to the breathing. Whatever's simpler and easier. So I do want to differentiate between mindfulness, or what we call mindfulness, awareness, attention, and the commentary about what's going on. So a lot of times we may notice being mindful or aware of the breathing sounds simple in us. The the body feels a certain way as it breathes out and breathes in. But usually attached to that, there's some level of commentary, uh, idea, judgment, opinion about um, I need to be breathing deeper or I need to be breathing longer or I could only, if I would be breathing better if that person next to me wasn't breathing so hard or, you know, there's some level of commentary going on. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to distinguish what's actually happening and what the mind is adding on top of what's happening. And if there's a little bit of space to say, let go of the comments, let go of the concepts, let go of the opinions for now, just for the purposes of this formal sitting practice, and just come back to simple sensations of breathing or what's going on in the body. So that's just an example. Um, And the reason we do that is we can so easily get caught in comments about what's happening. It's very easy we latch onto something and then we're gone for 20 minutes and then we come back and we're like, oh, where was I? And so it's just a little reminder. The minute you notice or as soon as you notice some comments, um, are you willing to let them go? Sometimes they're very brilliant or witty or funny or something. Are you willing to let them go in favor of just coming back to a simple practice of paying attention to what's going on? So... Um, some people may wonder why would I want to let go of my comments. You know, it's um, useful. Some of the times they're very useful to have, um, the thinking mind. It's not like we want to get rid of all thoughts. Thoughts are not the enemy. We're not trying to get to an empty state of mind. What we're trying to distinguish is when the thoughts take us really out there and they're not no longer helping us be present. They're no longer... Um, they're no longer uh, supporting us. 
uh, and just practicing pre- being present. So you may notice, like, there are some things that um, everybody experiences where they're for a sh- brief moment in time free of concepts or comments. Like, for instance, sunsets or something that just takes you and you're there in the moment before you have some comment about it. It's just what you experience, how you experience it, before you take out your phone to take a picture of it and have to send it to so-and-so, and if only the color was this much brighter, if only so-and-so were here, there's some freedom in that moment of just experiencing something, the bare experience of something. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to practice what that's like. So gradually, we live in the present moment. Um, we can be free of concepts when we choose to be, because some of them are not going to be helpful for us. Some of us, some of them get us in trouble. So we're here to distinguish and choose to live a little bit more wisely. And in order to do that, sometimes we want to take a look at what's going on up there. So during the guided meditation, that's what we do. So um, since we'll be practicing mindfulness of the body, then we suggest taking a comfortable position. It takes maybe a little bit, we gave a little bit of instruction last week to try and find a, a position that supports you. It's not, so per, it's not so important to have the perfect sit, sitting position, but we want one that supports um, our back or our neck our shoulders so we don't sit for 20 minutes in a lot of pain or a lot of discomfort. Okay, so finding a comfortable position. Then in the beginning of the meditation, it might be helpful to take a few deep breaths. Settling into the body. And seeing if there's any places of tension or tightness or holding, seeing if it can be let go of. And if it can't, don't worry about it, just let it be there. You might check through if there's tension in the jaw area, seeing if we can relax that, if there's any tension in the shoulders, chest area. And seeing if on each exhale can release any tension that might be there in the belly, seeing if you can have a relaxed belly. And then allow the breath to return to its natural rhythm. It doesn't have to be any specific way. All we're doing is seeing if we can let awareness settle on what it's like for the body to be breathing.
If thoughts come in, that's not a problem. Seeing if we can gently let them go. Focus on the sensations of breathing in and out. And seeing if the attention or awareness can come from the inside out. So rather than watching the breath or the body, sensing or feeling the body as it breathes. And if there are comments or stories or judgments, you can recognize that they come up and see if you can just let them go.
If it's helpful, you can use a very soft voice to label in and out with each inhale and exhale. Seeing if you can hang in there. Staying with the sensations of breathing in and out. And now we're going to let go of the breath and turn the attention towards that which is the strongest, most compelling experience in our bodies. So any sensation, whether it's pleasant or not pleasant, if it's strong or subtle, seeing if we can bring our mindfulness without the commentary to the simple sensations in the body. rather than watching the sensations, seeing if you can experience them 
from the inside out, from different directions, seeing if there's movement, temperature, vibration, changes. Recognizing comments if they come up, seeing if you can let them go. Experience fades, then moving to the next most compelling sensation in the body.
And for the last few minutes of the meditation, bringing the attention back to the breathing. Letting go of the sensations in the body. Seeing if we can be in a very easy, simple way with the experience of breathing in and out. And you might take a few deep breaths again. And when you hear the sound of the bell, you can open your eyes when you're ready. Having a formal sitting or meditation practice 
gives us a little bit of an opportunity or a chance to see uh, a little more clearly what our minds are doing with all our experiences. So uh, I'm not sure if the description I gave made any sense to anybody, but oftentimes we have an experience and we immediately have some opinion of that experience or comment or judgment. And we don't often see it as separate. They happen together. But when we're sitting in meditation, it's very quiet, then uh, we have the opportunity to see. So not that it's all bad, not that the thinking mind is bad or anything, but we can see where it can get us into trouble and make things a little bit harder for us. It can be uh, something as simple as a difficult emotion can arise. And we have a lot of ideas about certain emotions that we may not like or are afraid to meet or something. And so it gives us um, some added, I guess, I don't know, baggage is the right word, but it makes it more difficult for us to just be with that emotion. Um, Apparently, like, emotions only last 60 or 90 seconds, um, which is pretty amazing. But that's if we don't constantly feed them. I mean, that might be surprising. Some people say, I've been mad for two days or three days, you know. So that's where we find that the comments, the judgment, the opinions can actually start feeding certain things. So also with sensations in the body, right? Uh, There's probably some level of discomfort. If you sit long enough, you'll notice some level of discomfort. So we're not saying struggle through that or force your way through that, but seeing if you can meet that and maybe without the added stress of the comments, like, I'm going to die if I don't move or that my knee is going to explode, I know, in the next 10 seconds if I don't move, then it might just be simple sensations of throbbing, vibrating, pulsing. And then actually if we sit with that, we can notice the changes. And it's maybe not as big a deal. If something's really difficult to be with, especially sitting in the middle of it, then um, use your best judgment. Don't go there. Some things are are really painful, and we're not saying just go right in the middle of the pain and be there right there. It can be very challenging. So uh, create a little distance and maybe see it from a distance or use um, hearing. It can really kind of broaden the experience. You're still here. You can still feel it, but you're not in the midst of something tremendously intense, painful, or difficult. So we give ourselves some chances to just practice and see mild pain (laughs) or mild discomfort. And, you know, pain is just in the mind, right? So maybe we can start to see how we identify any kind of discomfort as pain. And it gives us a little bit more skill and a lot of personal power to meet all of the experience, all of our experience in life, whether they're pleasant or unpleasant, and help us to develop some wiser responses to what's going on. So hopefully the training makes some sense, um, and we get a chance to practice this. I know uh, most of you who have taken the the course have been doing a daily meditation practice for the last six, seven, or eight weeks. So hopefully you've been keeping that up. And if you haven't, then, you know, no need to add that extra comment or judgment about how, what a terrible meditator you are. If only, you know, just do it when you can, do it when, rem- when you remember and trying to, like, I guess, create some really uh, supportive conditions for you. So hopefully it's helpful. Um, are there any questions?
Okay, and can you wait for the mic because um, getting recorded. Can you pass that up to? <laughs> Thanks. Let's not fall. <laughs> no, it's interesting when we went through this earlier on the part about the body. I remember there had been a question about you know having itching and twitching and all this, and I. It's interesting, I, I normally meditate in the morning when my body is pretty relaxed, and so I, I haven't had to really deal with this until coming back here, I've, I've been away for a few weeks, is that once you gave us permission to start paying attention to the body, it was like as if everything went off. <laughs> like, you know, the, the twitching, the itching, the, you know, and all that, and I really, and so, I mean, I guess I really appreciate the, going back to the breath because it, it just starts to become, I don't know, it became overwhelming. And I couldn't get the distance. I mean, I tried to sort of go from one thing to the next, but it, it suddenly it's like, oh, man, turn it off. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's a common beginner's problem, but to me it's like, I, you know, again, I don't deal with it. My challenge in the morning is more thoughts. But, like, at this time of day, it feels like it's body, which is sort of interesting. So anyway, I don't know if you have any comments about that. Um, well, again, I would... Just say, you do what you can. And if it's possible to see the uh, aversion to it, then it's, you know, then great. If you see, oh, god damn, I hate this. <laughs> then that also has a, a way of adding to it and make, giving it some energy. And if it just compounds it and makes it more and more intense because you're paying attention to it, uh, then come back to the breathing. You can always come back to the breathing I always say give something a few, a few tries, maybe when there's some more stability, then try again. Um, and if not, let it go, if you can. Any other questions? Can you pass this to her? Uh, it's been mentioned about when you have a strong emotion, just to, to hold it. How do you do that? <laughs> Wow. Um, so we treat emotions like anything else. It does not like it gets any special treatment, so it's the same as a body sensation or a thought. And so what we try and give instruction is to kind of ride it out in the body, noticing when there's comments about it, opinions, judgments. Right? That's the key. You kind of notice, I hate certain emotions, I love other emotions, and that makes a huge impact on how we kind of allow them to surface or unfold. Um, a lot of the training for formal sitting is to give us a simple tra- training of the mind to keep coming back. So emotions feel a certain way, different emotions feel a certain way. So the more accustomed we get to being in the body, the more we can notice what's going on in the body with certain emotions. And um, I think during the intro course, it's seeing if you can ride it out like a wave. You know, it moves and shifts and changes. I try and give that, um, you know, suggestions to be in the body, how to be in the body with different sensations. It would be the same with an emotion. Easier said than done, though, to say this practice is kind of incremental. So can you pass it behind you? Thank you so much. Can you guys please jump in? I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah. uh, so a, a lot of at the times when I start uh, to meditate, and then after about like uh, five, six minutes, I basically like uh, fall asleep, and then I have zero control over where my thoughts are, or 
I mean, uh, where my body is, and then I hear the sound, I'm like, oh, okay, so what did I do for the last 15 minutes? I have no idea. Uh, so what do I do about it? Yeah. Um, this process of meditation is uh, it's important to have a both uh, an alert mind and a relaxed mind at the same time. So uh, working with the posture, how you're sitting, uh, the importance of posture is that you sit in a way that brings energy to your body so that there is an alertness. I mean, this isn't about falling asleep. This, you know, this, if you're looking for the practice of how to fall to sleep at night, this is not it. This, this is about being able to bring some energy and alertness to the mind at the same time that there's some uh, relaxation. So it's, it's a matter of finding, like if the mind is, you know, if, if, you're, if you're losing energy, if you're starting to drift, then it's helpful to sit up a little, upright a little bit more. Um, if you're really sleepy, you might want to open your eyes and bring a little bit more light in. You might even want to stand up. Um, and then likewise, if you're sitting and there's just too much energy, you know, your mind's going all over the place and the, the body is very restless, then you see if you can bring a little bit more relaxation. So one of the things to pay attention to is that um, interplay between being relaxed and being alert. So that's something to to work with. I'd like, I'd like to add something. I, I actually I wanted to say congratulations that you noticed, right? You noticed that your mind was somewhere, you don't know where, for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hour, and then it wasn't until a sound came back that you realized you were off. This is meditation. This is how it works. You notice that you're not, you set an intention, what you want to put your mind on. Your mind wanders five seconds, five minutes, five hours, and then it comes back. And you notice that it's wandered, and you intentionally bring it back. That's what meditation is. With practice, the duration of the time in which you've wandered lessons and the duration of the time that you've on your object increases. But the first step is exactly what you're doing. 